Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Today is our news podcast. So it is currently the 20th of February, and we have all the week's wrestling news delivered on a plate for your listening. All of it. All of it. I'm joined. You can hear him. You can hear him there. I'm joined by Mr. Troy Grant. Hello, Troy. How's it going? Hi. I'm good. I'm very good. You? Yeah, not too bad, man. I've also got Mr. James Bluffed. How's it cracking, Jay? Good morning. I'm all right. Yeah, we are all like we're all powered by coffee at this point. Um, I'm just all out out of bacon at this current moment in time, and it makes me a sub bummer. That's uh, I got going to Tesco yesterday and got some black Tory bacon, you know, the the finest stuff. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) got to to spend money on the good bacon, mate. I've just took a packet of that out of my freezer. Right, so he wants to kick us off. I think, as as is the custom, we we will begin with the WWE. So who's got some? Who's got some WWE gems for us? I've got a fair whack. You've got a fair whack as well, haven't you, Jay? Actually, I've, how many? How many I've WWE? Got one piece. You've got one. Do you want to? Do you want to kick off of yours and then I'll? I'll yeah. Mine. So yours, um, yours is probably the biggie, Jay. So it's probably best. Uh, yeah. Um, I've got something so, that will lead nicely into yours as well. So or rather, lead out of yours. Uh, yes. Yeah, so WWE, of course, more controversy. But with their uh, sort of their employee policy, well, not employees, independent contractor policies, independent contractor. Just, just, just wait till you guys are running. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't wanna, I don't want a fucking lawsuit here. Because um, <laughs> I think they might be getting one. Um, they've caused more controversy by banning wrestlers from tweeting about any third party companies. This includes charities. Um, however, it, it, they are treating the charity by a case-by-case basis. As Sammy Zayn's Sammy First Syria charity is exempt from this, thankfully. Um, oh, well, so is that, is, is that exempt because it's like his own actual charity? Possibly. I'd assume so, yeah. But then that, that would technically mean he's to... I think, well, they, they're, they're saying that the third-party business thing, they're not allowed to do it if they're profiting from it off their WWE name. Which mm. is already a massive grey area. With obviously they own the license for their WWE name and their character license, but they don't own their faces. They don't own their their mm. real names. Um, this, this means my, my long term plan to get Seamus to endorse my brewery has gone up in smoke. I mean, Seamus <laughs> has got a bit of sway. I think he'll probably be able to. <laughs> he was, probably he was, be able- he was hype about the brewery when he found out, um, and I was thinking next time he's in the UK, I get some beer to him. But apparently, you can't even put it on Insta now. So what's the point? Booing. Yeah, well, to, to be fair, um, you, you you'll probably be able to get him to do something. It's just you'd have to go through all the fucking red tape and channels and litigation, mate. Which yeah, and that'd mean, that'd mean, that, that'd that'd mean that'd that's a lot of work. Well, I mean, WWE legal having a look at my beer names, and that would end disastrously for everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point um, dancing like a dog at Crofts looping through going through those fucking loopholes yeah um, interestingly Wrestling Inc 
put a it was an interview. I can't remember the name of the lawyer now, but it was with the lawyer who basically kind of specialised in this. And he said, if if anyone was to take WWE to court over it, it would kind of like be ruled that they're employees, not independent contractors, because there's more. Like they, they said, if it was like one or two of the things that WWE have done in the last sort of like year with this, then there would still be an argument for oh yeah, we are independent contractors, but because they've literally so done much. Like, yeah, they, they said there's like, a, I think they said there's like 10 or 11 things like on this checklist that I have to check off and WWE are currently doing like 10 of them, which would mean that they're classed as employees, not independent contractors, which would mean that their independent contractors would be getting like benefits that Vince is obviously trying to avoid fucking giving them. Well, the um, UK, the UK um, courts have just ruled that Uber drivers are employees and not contractors, haven't they? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, could be, could be a could be a sea change in the working economy across the world, which would be lovely because everyone deserves either the freedom of independent contractors or the rights of employees. You can't, you need, yeah. you should really have one or the other. Yeah, um, yeah. If if they, well, that's the thing. If the if the wrestlers want to be classed as independent contractors, then that would literally mean they're doing the WWE thing and then whatever the fuck they want in their own time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the other thing as well is that as that as an independent contractor, they'd be able to fall under, um, they sorry, they they wouldn't be exempt from working for other companies as well, surely. Well, that's it. So imagine like this is like saying, for example, Harrison Ford can't appear as Han Solo unless he's in a Star Wars film. Mm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. ever, like not at conventions, not at Saturday Night Live, yeah, not yeah. on any like you know sketch shows or TV on the TV shows. Yeah, and that's obviously because he's you know an independent contractor as an actor, but he's not like exclusively locked down for like Lucasfilm and Disney. Mm. It's a it's a weird grey area, isn't it? It's just it's, it feels like they've managed to like obviously over time they managed to build up this like set of rules that really favours them as employees as employers. Mm. Sorry, um, and yeah, like like. You're saying it's 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 a house of cards that you know that some people are starting to kick the foundations of, yeah. which is quite nice to see. Um, yeah, because it's it's it, it just goes back to that old like carny roots, doesn't it? Of WWE. Yeah, where and it's tough because, like, as a fan, I like to see my re- I like to see wrestlers I watch on TV interacting in the real world. I like to see what what games they like playing. I like to see where they, what wrestlers like to eat at. I like to see what charities they support. I like to see a bit more of them as a person. I like to see you know I like well, them to be a bit more humanized. And like I, um, I remember seeing a statement. It was like a quote of something Stephanie McMahon made, saying wrestlers can't get over unless they're like able to sort of do stuff like that. And it's like, well, they're not allowed to, you know. So yeah, how the fuck are you meant to get over? Yeah. The thing is, it's not like it's back in like the fucking the eighties, the nineties, and kayfabe's alive and well, and you're really protecting these guys, kind of their image and their on-screen persona. Like everyone knows, and we know they'd have things outside of wrestling that they enjoy doing. They did stuff before they came to WWE. They wrestle for other organizations. They did these things like, you know, live streaming this, that, and the other. And it's like, it's just a bit of an insight into, into that person. And then actually you then watch them on the screen on the products, you know, a bit more about them. You invest in them a bit more for me anyway, like, Certainly the last year or so when I've been paying a lot more attention to streaming and gaming and stuff like that, seeing this other side of a lot of these guys and gals has then made me appreciate what they do a lot more on TV. 
Yeah, that that's that's something that um on the AW side thing I really appreciate be, uh, being the elite for because you get to see like yeah people like being different to the characters on TV. And like it 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 usually leads to you thinking they're actually quite a cool person. Yeah, um absolutely. I, I'd like to like hang out with them. Same same with um up up down down as well. Yeah. Um yeah. I love like that. Yeah, like the I literally watched the party stuff, which is um, Woods, Cesaro, uh, Adam Cole, and Tyler Breeze, like yeah. religiously, because it, they're all just so funny. Yeah, man. And it's, like they get Baron Corbin on that, and on TV, I'm just like, he's a dick, I'm bored, or whatever, and have been for a while. I don't mind him so much now, but then when I see him on episodes of Up, Up, Down, Down, I'm like, he's fucking hilarious, and yeah. I don't mind him as much now, because I'm like, well, yeah, like call him what you want on TV or this, that, and the other. As like as a person, like as himself, it's pretty cool. And there's so I invest a, that little bit more now. There's a little cynical part of me here that says, well, based on what we've just been saying about like showing the personality, <clears throat> what if <laughs> the, the higher ups don't want these wrestlers showing all this personality on social media because it exposes the writing <laughs> and the booking. For how bad they really are, like you know, they, you've got guys, you've got guys themselves. Like, to, they expose themselves easily the, on their own. What, yeah, yeah. You, you take a guy like Baron Corbin, who's had like five years on the main roster, can't get over, and then you put him on up down down the ten minutes playing Rocket League, and you know he's, he's your favorite new boy. You know, yeah. you know what does that yeah, say yeah, about yeah. the people writing the shows? That's true. That's yeah. true. I'm not all about <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, like it's the whole point of stuff like that is that they they're acting as if it's taking money out of WWE's pocket. Which, mm. again, if they were employees, they'd have every right to fucking I mean, do that. But... Fuck right, fuck right the way off. That excuse just doesn't hold water. You've just posted yeah. record profits. You've sacked like fucking a hundred people since the pandemic started. Getting yeah. the fucking bin with that. that. And, they, and they've took the bonuses away and replaced them with um, with stock based bonuses now, as opposed to monetary based bonuses. Doesn't that all count against your downside as well? Mm-hmm. All your bonuses now count against your minimum pay. Yeah, is... and. Um, that was the other thing as well. They they said that um, they're going to be event. Well, they have launched a Twitch channel, but they're going to eventually be having wrestlers like kind of streaming on that. Um, and they said that it was going to be at one point. They said it was going to be mandatory that wrestlers would have to stream on that. But all the money made off it would they'd get like towards the downside essentially. Jesus Christ! Christ alive. And and that's the other thing. They said it was like mandatory for certain people to do it. And then there's people who were like, well, I'm not really interested in that. Like, I'm happy to do it on up or down down if you get me to do it for like 10 minutes. I don't want to do like a two hour stream of like you playing a game I'm not really interested in. You've got to play Dory Dory Battlegrounds because you're you're yeah. the new DLC character and you've got to play yourself for two hours. <laughs> Off the back of what you were saying and very much keeping on a, a similar page of it, um, Regarding third party companies, etc., there's a bit more news that came out um, that said violations, bunny ears, um, start with a warning before proceeding to fines and suspensions. Apparently, WWE is citing a clause in talents' contracts which grants them exclusive use of signees' likenesses to claim ownership of talent, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. Obviously, this has not gone down well uh, in the locker room. Um, but sources say that WWE's uh, telling talent who complained the company could react to the current uh, flexibility allowed in social media. So, uh, yeah, obviously it has gone down like a big sack of turds. 
And that that was funnily enough, uh, when I was saying about that uh, thing I read about um, with like the sort of the criteria that would identify whether someone's an independent contractor or an employee, they said that's kind of like the big one of an employee because it's like a disciplinary system. Mm. Whereas if you're an independent contractor, you you break the rules, you just get you just get fucked off. Yeah, you Whereas, just don't, you just don't get booked again. You, you, like, they, they, yeah, you just they just like end your your independent contract there. Yeah. Um, Whereas, surely, if, yeah. surely, surely you can't be fined if you're not an employee of that company. Like, your boss can't just come to my house, Jay, and find me. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm aware. <laughs> you know? I hope not. Um, but yeah, that, that's the thing. It's, it's just stupid, isn't it? It's like... It, and it, in this day and age as well, you think, all right, well, surely someone's going to fucking do something about that. Like, the fact that they only started talking about it last year mm-hmm. when all, all like the Twitch stuff and like getting told they couldn't have third party things, even though they're not employees. It's like, well, shit we've known about for years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, w- just, just a w- quick remind, just a quick remind of the prop lesson still allowed to have Jimmy John's on his shirt. Ray <laughs> Mysterio had a, had a beer brand on his mask at uh, the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Uh, it's all right, Big Tasty will be in there. Seamus come out with a little top rope logo on his head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just the fact that they're like they're they're saying anyone that complains to the company, they have the right to retract current flexibility allowed on their social media. What are they gonna say? Get yourself what's, off Twitch, get yourself off Instagram. What are they then gonna do? Oh, we're gonna start our own Twitch platform. Yeah. What is right. what is what is the current flexibility? Because there doesn't appear to be an it doesn't appear lot. to be an awful lot, does there? <laughs> <laughs> how, does, yeah. how does it get worse? Do, do, they, well, do they just take ownership of your actual account and do the tweeting for you? Is that the next I step? Assume, <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, I assume that like they'll just end up getting personal ones. Like I know Cody Rhodes did that. Where he had his like one that he tweet I tweet stuff in character, and then he had a personal one as well. Uh, but the um, problem is, and this is so this is like the issue that I have with all this. So it, it seems this still stems from the fact that WWE say they own the the names, like the, the ring names, don't they? And like the, the sort of character names. But at the same time, they've been so dogmatic about protecting the industry and like making sure that these characters are always referred to by the names. I don't know who the fuck these people's real, most of these people's real names are. So I'm not going to, I can't follow, like, you know, um, Nick Nemeth. I can't follow, you know, whatever Adam Cole's real name is or <clears throat> whatever Keith Lee's real name is. I don't, I don't fucking know Seamus' real name. I don't. Keith Lee's real name is Keith Lee. Oh, that's right, that's right. Then. But like, I couldn't, I couldn't find Seamus on Twitter with under Stephen his real name Farley. If I, if, if I had to, you know what I mean? Because they've been so, they've been so dogmatic and so ridiculously defensive mm. about protecting the business. Yeah. That all these, all these people have got in a public-facing sense is their ring names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've just realised I've got something I haven't written down. I was, I was, I was trying to find out whether I'd written it down somewhere else. Oh, uh, and go on then, Hen. And it kind of falls into this as well. Um, so obviously, Kyrie Sane has moved back to Japan, um, and she's an ambassador for WWE. So she's not. She's. I don't know if that means she's technically a wrestler or or what, but she's basically an ambassador for WWE Japanese, whatever they're doing there. Um, there's obviously all the talk about expansions and stuff like that, isn't it? NXT Japan, yada yada yada. Um, she asked if she could appear on the Stardom 10th anniversary show 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, Kylie Sane was like one of the first real, like, well, not one of the first real big names, but she was like one of the big names to kind of break out stars. Leave from stardom and go to WWE. Yeah. Yes, if you don't, you're not aware of stardom, stardom's like a pretty big women's promotion in Japan. Um, I know Rio just finished up a contract with stardom before she moved over to the US to, to partake in the, the current AEW tournament. So, like, a lot of a lot of top Japanese female talent comes through stardom at some point. Not, not even just Japanese female talent, like, a lot of like the women who are in NXT and NXT UK, like Tony yeah. Storm, yeah, yeah. um. I think Kaylee Ray had a run there. Um, Aren't they like? Are they so? Because New Japan doesn't have a women's division, does it? New Japan uh, bought Stardom, and that's essentially their women's division. Yeah. It's a separate standalone company. Mm. Um, so they can give it like kind of the time. So going to Stardom is like the female equivalent of going over to work in New Japan. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah. There, there was a little bit more flexibility from WWE before New Japan bought Stardom. Yeah, like, but I mean, like in terms of like prestige, like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but obviously, like Tony Storm was still appearing there. I think she was still champion while she was signed to WWE, um, and as was Piper Niven at one point. And um, then they've had people like Session Moth Martina there. Um, a lot of uh, women who used to be like all over the world, basically. Uh, anyway, Kylie saying that asked if she could just appear on the show. She was happy to either. Either rest, they wanted to have a wrestle a match or being like they were doing like a legends battle royal, and she asked if she could do either. Then WWE flat out said no. What the um, fuck? They sacked her, didn't they? What did she leave? No, no, she left, but she's still under contract as an ambassador. So basically, she keeps asking if she can do like stuff in Japan to kind of, I like but that's the thing she's saying. I literally, I'll wear like, I'll, I like. Where the, like fly the company flag doing it literally, <laughs> and they've said no. Um, Fucking blur. Yeah, that, that's pretty <laughs> shit. Like she, as I say, she was like one of the pioneers of um, the women who kind of started there and then moved like went out west, so so to speak. Um, I don't, I don't get it. So she decided to leave the company. She's still, she's still technically under contract. But she decided to leave. She didn't want to wrestle for them anymore. She said she didn't want to wrestle because she wanted to move back to Japan. Is she still under contract because she's just still under contract? Or was she put on a separate contract when she then left? That's where the grey area is. Because if she's signed a separate contract after kind of finishing her existing one, then it's her own fault. If you want to go off and do other things, you want to move away, you I, don't want to go and do this and the other, don't then sign another contract with a company notoriously strict of what you can and can't do. I get the impression that it's like the like a contract hadn't expired from what I understand. Right. So I get the impression that it's just like they, they basically said, okay, well, you can run down your contract by being an ambassador for the company. But you can't compete or appear on anything else. Yeah, but again, like that seems like it's it sounds to me as if they've told the one thing and then they've changed their mind about it. Mm. Because Fuckery. if she had like if she had like enough time on a contract that she could just run a contract down and then like left, yeah. she probably would have thought you would have thought she'd have just done that. Whereas, um, obviously, her doing that, she's probably said, "Can I do this?" And they've gone, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll, we'll review it at the time or something like that." Mm. No, in full well, they're probably going to say no. Yeah, which angling that carrot. <laughs> yeah, um, 
Yeah, I believe her, her husband lives in Japan as well, so that was why part of the reason yeah, why she wanted to. She got married in last February, I think. Um, yeah, and then the pandemic, they were kind of separated. So yeah, she wants uh, to move back. Yeah, she checked it around. She um, she works as an ambassador and a trainer in Japan, and she was part of the WWE Japanese comedy team for Hell in a Cell last year. Okay. Uh. So she, has, she has got stuff to do. It's not like she's just being paid to sit at home. But obviously, mm, yeah. you know, they, they oh, want no. to... But that's that's the thing. Like, they, they have Jerry the King Lawler do commentary. He still gets to fucking do his, in, his indie dates he wants to do, doesn't yeah. he? Mm-hmm. It's so bad. It's like, what's if, the if, fucking if, difference? If, it feels weird in a world where doors are being kicked down and, like, the world's expanding in professional wrestling that for WWE to be circling the wagons and sort of, like, contracting... Inwards and, and protecting itself in its own bubble. It seems a bit isolationist, and you know, all of, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's good in a way because it makes it makes the alternative look a bit more um, appealing, endearing yeah. for, for talent, which is always mm-hmm. a nice thing. So, I, I imagine uh, what Tony Khan said this week probably won't help matters in that. What's that? He, he said he was he was doing the whole. Oh yeah, well you know we've, we've opened the forbidden door now. It's open. Um, and like they asked, on, someone yeah. asked them. He, he was on a podcast, and someone said, "Oh, well, uh, what if WWE wanted to do business?" And he's like, "Well, the doors open; they just have to walk through it." Oh wow! So the fact that he said they have to go to him, though, uh, you, can imagine, you can imagine how Vince would feel about something like that. I mean, that's that's, that's never going to happen because Vince is never going to. No, exactly. But you, are, I mean, you, but it's, it's fair enough. Like. AEW have gone they've, they've taken the steps to create this environment so it's not up to them to go begging to WWE to ask for mm-hmm. fucking can we have Dolph Ziggler to get squashed by John Moxley on the next of Dynamite you know? it's not it's not <laughs> it's not Tony's job to do that no but um, yeah like you, you can just pitch it aren't you like Vince Vince's uh, office like Mr. Burns's and he's got like the big doors <laughs> for, for people who want to go go talk to him about like about just something that's going to make him more money, and then you've got like the tiny little one that someone's got to crawl through the forbidden door, <laughs> like Homer trying to get his job back. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Vince McMahon has a button to release the hands, but definitely, <laughs> definitely got a button to release the hands. <laughs> Moving on, have you uh, you haven't got any more WWE stuff? That was my yeah, that was like a little bonus one that I'd forgotten to written oh, down. <laughs> Tasty, you've got nothing. Uh, no, no, brilliant. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just here to, to smart on the um, the W news that you have. <laughs> so I've got a few bits to plow through. Um, plans originally called for Roman Reigns to defend the Universal Title uh, at this Sunday's Elimination Chamber match, but uh, a source told Ringside News that it was Roman Reigns' call to shift the current plan, and there was apparently no way they were getting him into the chamber. No chance at all. I mean, ringside news are notorious for getting worked by people. True. <laughs> and post, just posting fake shit. I wouldn't be surprised if that was someone from the writing team who's just like <laughs> completely <laughs> kayfabe them. Even better if it was Heyman. Elim- is Elimination Jamie just the just Drew? Going in. Drew's the only one defending in it. Yeah. Roman is facing the winner of the SmackDown one. Oh, so the SmackDown one's like a um, number one contenders match. Fair enough. Yeah, and, but like they, they haven't specified whether it's going to be straight after or later in the night. I mean, it kind of makes sense because there isn't really an established number one contender for, well, like a, a scene around Roman's 
title really yet, is there? So you need to like sort of build someone. Hmm. There's few, a few people that credibly you could say have had a decent run of form in the last few weeks or month or so, but because there's been two or three of them, like you mm. say, the best way to kind of determine it. Is, is, is Jay in there? Or? He is. I'm not me. No, not you. The, the, the good one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Jay, you saw this. Yeah, yeah uh, obviously he's like, he's obviously protecting Roman's interests. Like, yeah, it's, it's Jay, Corbin, Zane, Brian, Cesaro, and KO. Oh, right, okay. And, and then in the raw one, if, if you had to guess who the favorite was for that match, Big Tasty, who would you say? I mean, I'd say the favorites. I mean, I know who I'd want it to be. Who would you want it to be? I'd want it to be like Cesaro or Brian. And who would you say the favorite is? Probably KO. Cesaro. Cesaro. Really? <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the pushing Cesaro made it happen. There's a lot of stock in him at the moment. Go on, boy. See, it's Cesaro, the game spot of WWE. <laughs> yeah. Stock is on the rise. <laughs> Cameron, Cameron Grimes will be buying stock in Cesaro. All the Swiss bank accounts. Pay that Convert all your money to Swiss francs. Go for it. <laughs> Moving on, uh, PW Insider notes that MVP legitimately suffered a leg injury on this week's Raw. Um, we touched on that during um, this week's episode of uh, the Raw review, um, and that he's already travelled to Alabama uh, to get it looked at. Um, so it was either this morning or last night. MVP actually put something on Instagram saying I, I didn't go to Alabama. <laughs> oh, really? So, but I don't know whether it's it's MVP, so I don't know whether he's working us ah. or whether he's just like he said he he said he'd been for an MMA, uh, an MMA, MRI, an MRI, um, a PPI, PPI, <laughs> Triple H. Um, he'd been for an M- MRI, um, and he he basically said like he, he's not gone to Alabama. That was. Yeah, what a, what a weird thing to want to correct people about. Like, I, I have got an injury. I have had a scan, but I have not been to Alabama. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, the, re, the reason that um, he was very defensive about that is that's where WWE send the pe- um, the wrestlers to go get, like, surgery. All right, that's, yeah. that's where they're kind of, like, on in-house uh, surgeon is, or the guy that they use for their, like, sporting injuries. Um, so if, if someone's gone to Alabama, usually it means that the either rehabbing an injury or they're about to get surgery on an injury, and he, he was he vehemently denied that. Uh, well, um, regardless, I, I mean, he took soon. interestingly, he took like about three days to fucking do so. <laughs> so, you know, maybe he did go and he's just like, Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I, didn't, I did nothing of the sort. <laughs> I don't know what he doesn't speak like that. <laughs> Uh, moving on, uh, Wrestling Inc. says that WWE learned of Lacey Evans' pregnancy during the day and rewrote Raw for later in the evening. Wow, I mean, Raw, Raw, Raw rewrites are no, no new thing, are they? Let's face it. No, no, it's true. Yeah. But to, to, to learn that she's legitimately pregnant on the day of the show and have to rewrite around that. Is, and uh, congratulations to Lacey Evans, uh, her husband, was. and uh, kayfabe daddy Riffler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big, this is going to be a fucking this is going to be a Ray and Eddie storyline all over again isn't it in 10 well, years time who gets custody of Lacey Evans child you say that on an NXT, NXT review this week um, I made a lot of comparisons between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly versus, with the uh, Eddie Guerrero and uh, Rey Mysterio feud oh okay Especially a brain buster on the steps 
But, Bob, um, Bobby so, Fish on a forklift match. Yeah, we we think there's going to be a custody of Bobby Fish match <laughs> at uh, Takeover Brooklyn. Yeah, the day first. Ah, oh, superb! I'm there for that. I'm the, loser, the, lo- the loser gets ready strong. Oh, come on now! <laughs> Surely the loser get Bobby Fish because he's the more injury prone of everyone. Yeah, but you don't have to That's do it. Do you, do you just leave him on the sideline. It's fine. He just uh, he just sits at home. Sick note, Bobby Fish. Bless him. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Damian Priest apparently has made great impressions backstage on the main roster, according to Fightful Select. He is extremely well liked, and a source told the site at the Royal Rumble and the next night's Raw, Priest did everything that they could have done, uh, rather everything that could have expected from him um, after being thrown in at the deep end. And considering he had to like sort of guide Bad Bunny through, like his like WWE debut as well, effectively. Yeah. Didn't he? So he, he yeah, you yeah. know, he, he really did step up um, and did the yeah. And he's, he's got that Bad Bunny rub now. He's he's, he's making bank on his merch. I imagine um, making waves. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now nah, he's cool. I love Damian Priest. Um, someone who's improved leaps and bounds as well. And this a young, young gun, Damian Priest. Yeah, <laughs> thirty-eight years young, up and comer. But yeah, yeah awesome. like it, it, it does go to show, like as much as we like kind of joke around about LWB and fucking assholes when it comes to treating the stuff, like tr- the way they treat the talent. One thing you can't deny is like the PC doing something right with like really sort of like holding the talent. Yeah. Like yeah. I know uh, Priest was a um, project of the Undertakers where he yeah. basically kind I of mean, like. Yeah, it's fair, fair play to them getting them ready for the main roster. I mean, I wish he didn't take like literally all of his career prime. To get him there, but you know, <laughs> yes, yeah. um, yeah, I know he was one that Undertaker kind of mentored, so him and Baron Corbin, funnily enough, um, hmm. and he's like Baron Corbin done right <laughs> the way they tried <laughs> yeah, Baron it. Corbin, and he was just like there, just moaning, mm-hmm. yeah. Credit to him, credit to Damian Priest, yeah, respect to Priest. I mean, we, we, we rag on, on the situation what Priest has done. The best he could. Really. He couldn't. You couldn't ask any more of him, can you? He's done. He's done everything asked of him, and he's, uh, you know, he's he's done. He's done all he can. Balls in your court yeah, now, exactly. don't don't fuck it up. Speaking of guys that have come up from NXT that we all loved and are now being absolutely wasted, uh, according to Ringside News and various other sources, Vince McMahon still doesn't get it with Keith Lee, including his promos. On a similar note, Wrestling Observer Radio's Dave Meltzer said that McMahon also sees nothing in Andrade and Alistair Black. For fuck's sake! Yeah, you just you just doing this to like to, to heat me. It's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> why would you say these things? <laughs> um, anyone not aware? If anyone's not aware, Alistair Black, I love him. He's my absolute favorite. Um, Alistair Black is Bay. Yeah. <laughs> remember when, remember when he was on NXT and he had that really cool entrance? He looked dead special. Yeah. And now he just looks like a dickhead. Well, you don't know what he looks like. You no. don't fucking see him can't, on can't TV. Remember, can't even remember. Can't remember his fucking face anymore. <laughs> that looks just so. I guess Google the, the sometimes really, just, just, to see, just to see him. The really annoying part is as well that his last match that he did have was fantastic. Yeah. That like street fight street with Kevin Owens. KO. Yeah. That fucking spot through the chairs. Oh. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember we were watching and, and like going, like we, we were even rolling our eyes, going like, oh, like. They're gonna give this like five minutes, and he should be giving it like way longer. And then I, mean, I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like hyperbolic here. And like, this isn't like I don't want to be overreacting, but this is like borderline criminal negligence to have like 
talents of this calibre, like Andrade, Keith yeah. Lee, Alistair Black, yeah. to have talent of this calibre on your roster and literally don't know what, literally have no idea what to do with them. Not, it's not like, to do with them. But still find time to put Dolph Ziggler on our TVs. Come on now. That it, It's as if, like, Vince is out of touch with the uh, Monday product and what the fans want. Imagine that. Really? Um, <laughs> try me. We'll just, just have another, oh. another 10-minute hole promo. More realistically, (laughs) it's the WWE, regardless of the fact they're recording record profits, still caters to an audience of one. Yeah. 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 That being a fucking 70 odd year old child. Man child. (laughs) And the all all the people he wants to push look exactly the fucking same. Um and they all have to wrestle the same because that's how Vince likes it. And if anyone stands out and does anything that the fans find interesting, they, they very quickly get kind of pulled off television and you never see them again. Or they run into the ground. Or they run into or the ground. Yeah. I, I, um, I'm, I'm surprised about Andrade, obviously, because he did seem like he was on the cusp of getting like a major push last year. Hmm. Um, Do you know then, what? Do you know what? He's literally acknowledged the fact that he's engaged to Charlotte, put him with Charlotte, and have him like go up against like Ric Flair and Lacey Evans. Andrade yeah. versus Ric Flair. Well, you just, have him, just have him come out and like get in Flair's face, you know. Yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. You, yeah. Know, you can do anything. It, it, it's not hard. You know? Just do something with him. Just take double knees on Ric Flair. I'm a lot DDT. Nate's on the concrete floor. Nate starts bleeding. Well, then you can have Ric Flair bring someone into fight against against Andrade, and then you could also have then you could have like a oh, but what if like what if she's what if he's the one who's Lacey Evans's baby's father? Ooh, you know, and Vince could do his whole Jerry Springer shit that he loves, so it's fine. <laughs> that made too much sense, wouldn't it, mate? <laughs> it is massively disappointing, though. Um, yeah. So that, like you say, that you've got ridiculous talent just sat by the wayside doing absolutely nothing. Um, for not not even just a few weeks, like literally months, months on end. Wasn't and Black's last appearance in like November or something? October, I think November. October, fuck me. Just it was the that's coming on six months. Yeah, it was the roar of the draft, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I saw a tweet a couple of weeks ago that said Alistair Black hasn't wrestled the match in three months. Jesus. Speaking speaking of someone who hasn't wrestled a match in a good while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bo Dallas apparently is still on the WWE roster but has no plans to use him apparently he's got a job but no idea what or, or why or anything he's getting that JTG money <laughs> but there was something that came out a little later in the week that him and Liv Morgan have started a farm firstly I didn't realise they were together and they started a real estate business was it a real estate business? Yeah. Or they, yeah. they started a real estate business, but they both live on a farm. Oh, I know, that's I, it. Sorry. I, I know Liv has been studying as for, to be a realtor for, for some time. Mm. Yeah. Is she, that the, the American we, equivalent of an estate agent? Yeah, but it's a lot more It's a lot more involved. So oh, it's like a, Yeah, it's like an independent state, estate agent as well. Yeah, you, you, you can work within a firm, but you have to advertise yourself personally. And like, oh, so look, uh, an intrapreneur. Yeah, it's almost like she's an independent contractor, but she actually has the freedom to work wherever she wants. Um, One of them, <laughs> and she post whatever she wants on social media. So well, yeah, it'll be quite liberating for her. This is the thing. Thankfully, WWE haven't like 
not allow the the talent to like get like study and get fucking better and like for like a life outside of wrestling. That's the thing, yeah. They're not going to be wrestling forever, are they? And they're going to need something to fall back on. They can't I mean, just rely on a few meetings. Nikki Cross was um, tweeting about it the other day that she's uh, been studying um, a degree in women's history. Nice. Um, which was very interesting. Yeah, but yeah it's cool. She, she's it's like, mad, oh, yeah, I might it's not be that Liv Morgan can sell houses on the side, but she can't fucking stream Among Us. <laughs> mad, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the price of the cost of a fucking house isn't going to come out of a fucking downside. Just wait, just wait till Vinny comes for a slice of that commish when she, when she sells the house. <laughs> uh, that's all of my WWE stuff. I'm, I'm not being funny, but if I went to view a house and like a WWE superstar was showing me around, I'd fucking buy it. If I turned up to view an apartment and fucking Alistair Black was there oh. showing, me the, showing me the ensuite, I'd be like, mate, I'm signing right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alistair Black just like rises up out of a recliner. <laughs> just comes up comes up out of the second bath because like Whoa. <laughs> oh man this is the ensuite <laughs> right let's wrap that in a bow let's move on that's my WWE stuff in a bow leave um, in a bow leave <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll listen to about Dallas yeah because I've said this like so many times fucking put him with Bray it makes sense yeah, yeah absolutely um, also, with the with the same about the farm, I remember Liv Morgan saying on um, Up of Down Down not that long ago that she's actually making money off that as well. Because like she's obviously like got so is like this, her is, own. Is, like... is, is, is there some implication here that Bo Dallas and Liv Morgan are a couple? Yeah, but they, yeah. they didn't explicitly say that they could be friends. We don't want to clear that up. No way explicitly True. said True. that a, that a couple. Um, but they just both live on a farm together. I mean, not that it matters. I mean, they're, they're living, the living yeah. arrangements and literally not our business. So they didn't yeah. do whatever they want. Um, but yeah, she was like saying, like, uh, she's got like, she's got uh, loads of like chickens on a farm and she sells eggs to like people like in the local community. So like and, when uh, you drive through like those country roads and people are yeah, selling like a pallet of strawberries for like, like a pound that they've grown. Yeah. She's literally <laughs> got that with her egg, like selling her eggs. Does she send, like, a, does she send a tithe to um, Stanford? Of eggs, <laughs> just just have some suit with like a WWE emblem on. Just come down with a baseball bat, smash up all the eggs. <laughs> you know, make your our eggs start. She's all over again. <laughs> should we move on? Let's talk about NXT. I, I, I think we should. Yeah, let's, NXT. Well, for, for the sake of my blood pressure, let's get on to NXT. <laughs> well, what have you got um, first? I'll, I'll leave I'll leave the bad news one for a bit then, Big Tasty, because I know that'll get your blood pressure back up. Um, <laughs> so first off, something cool. Um, Fightful Select are reporting that the much-teased second NXT show that we've pretty much been hearing about for like two years at this point has recorded its first set of TV tapings in a warehouse um, that was used as a makeshift performance centre during the performance set of taping days during the pandemic. Um the working title is NXT Evolve, and apparently they've already got the graphics and a world title belt designed and made ready Damn. for this to go. Um, it's going to be overseen by Gabe, Sapol- Gabe Sapolsky, who was the owner of Evolve. He was also um, he worked in Ring of Honor. Yeah, and- he's a ring. He was an old school Ring of Honor guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the head booker, um, and uh, ECW as well. He was Paul Heyman's like understudy in ECW. Um, and Jeremy Jeremy Borash, who is famous for his work in TNA and also worked in WCW as a producer as well. Um, yeah, he produced a lot of the um, the big TNA 
say big and big yeah. in inverted commas TNA bits of any he was responsible for the um for the final deletion and all the stuff that sort of spelled out of that. Yeah, he also nice. um, pretty much uh, single-handedly produced um, the Boneyard match. Yeah, and Mike plays. Oh, really? Um, like between the two of them, they pretty much produced the whole match, and like all that, a lot of like the cinematic stuff was kind of Borash's idea because he's got that experience from doing the final deletion and all the Matt Hardy stuff. Um, also, Josiah Williams is set to host it, which is oh yes. Fun. Comes as a breath of fresh air as yes. someone they've signed who is insanely talented, and as as we've seen with his Cameron Grimes rap video, literally. Is, is, is he the is he the guy that did the takeover rap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm, um, I'm, 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 I'm okay with this. He, he's <laughs> just he, they've been like kind of trialing him as a ring announcer um, on NXT house shows before like the pandemic, and obviously the, he's he's a guy who's like got an insane amount of charisma. When you say yeah. he's had to host it, is that is he like is he like, like wrong hosting it? Is he rock hosting it? Is he like is he the William Regal of this show? Like what's, what's the deal? They, they, they didn't really they didn't really clarify that. I I assume um, that from what I gather, it sounds like they're going to be doing a kind of like Raw Underground in a way. But gonna say, like, when, you said, when you said warehouse, yes. all I was thinking was <laughs> NXT Underground. Hmm. Well, that that was one of the working titles for the name NXT Underground. Yeah. Um, and then Raw Underground happened, so they renamed it NXT Evolve. Um, I've got an idea, yeah. right, to keep keep the underground bit, because that, that works, obviously, that's established. But I think go for more like a, a Latin American flavor, more like a Lucha style. Lucha Underground. Maybe. I mean, that sounds good. Why not, why not, uh, why not run that? <laughs> MLW doing that big tasty. <laughs> they're, still, they're still teasing that Daddy-O's coming, mate. And uh, just, have to... someone, just have someone get shoot murdered in the season one finale. It, it's great. It, if Dario Cuesta shows up in MLW, me and you are doing an MLW podcast, Big Tasty. I'm just yeah. saying that now. <laughs> I, I, I need Lucha Underground back so bad. Um, yeah, so um, I, they didn't clarify about the whole hosting thing, but I mean, if even if it's just them kind of... You know what like, I want it to be? I want it to be like... Matches. I want them to have like a multiple ring set up in this giant warehouse, right? And Josiah Williams just walking around like Jules Holland at the start of um, Later with Jules Holland. <laughs> like, always walking, like, gesturing behind him, like, and now this match! And, like, the match is just about to happen. <laughs> and then, and then, and then every now and again, just goes, matches, he just, like, does a little song for everyone. Every, every now and then, he just does a little rap. Yeah, every now and then, just goes, Hoot to Nanny! But, yeah, I, I how, just, how have we managed to shoehorn Jules Holland and Hoot and Nanny into a wrestling podcast? <laughs> It's big tasty. He's like a witch with shit like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, very, very exciting um, that they're, they're doing this. Uh, this kind of leads into my next piece as well, where WWE are set to announce the signing of around two dozen new signees. Um, these will all be for NXT and NXT UK. Um, just, just just throw on the pile, basically. Like in the, in the, Into the street, a lot, like vault of talent. Well, a lot of... Um, a lot of like these guys are, and their girls are people who have appeared for Evolve, funnily enough. So I'd imagine they're probably just going to go straight to NXT Evolve. Um, Uncle Gabe just getting the uh, getting his list out. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, they, they, like all last year as well, they were signing guys like Joe Gacy and Kate Stallion who were like Evolve alum. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they're like not really doing anything like Kate Stallion's doing that sort of hangman from Wish. Uh, gimmick, 
But other than that, he's not really doing anything. Um, but yeah, the the um, two dozen talents. Melter said these names are expected to include uh, Taya Valkyrie, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Adam Maxted, who is a British wrestler who appeared on Love Island, um, and he's fucking massive. Yeah, uh, LA Knight too. Well, he was on Love Island, so yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, LA Knight, who obviously Eli Drake, who we've, we've already seen on NXT this week. Um, Sari, who we've spoke about before, who's a Joshi wrestler who signed before uh, the pandemic, but mm-hmm. as she was moving over to the US, everything got locked down and she's kind of been like stuck in limbo. Um, Harlan Bravado, who's a, a guy from um, Evolve, who uh, I believe there was a tag team called the Bravado Brothers. Okay. Um, they're okay. quite, quite, uh, Quite well praised from what I've heard. Anthony Henry, who's a guy I'm, I've seen bits of, um, he's a bit more of an MMA guy. Um, had a really good match with Arturo Ruas, um, which was like an MMA rules match, which was just fucking awesome. Nice. Um, friend of the podcast, Parker Board Boudreau. Um, he's obviously someone who's been fl- thrown around because he looks like he could be Brock's son. Apparently, American uh, American football phenom, and um, also yeah. we dis- also we discovered quite smart. Um, <laughs> Yeah, quite yeah. quite academic, um, great record average holder. Yeah, yeah. Um, Christian Casanova, who's one we were talking about last week. Uh, Blake Christian, who actually appeared on Impact on when was No Surrender? It was last Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He, he actually worked like that pay view. That was his last date for Impact. Oh. Um, and he, I've heard good things about him. Was he, was he, was he Blake Christian in Impact as well? He was. All right, um, I've never I've never heard of this guy. <clears throat> no, he, he's someone who was kind of like making a bit of a splash on the indie scene, and then ours, he's ours now. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, finally, Bronson Recksteiner. Now, if you don't know who Bronson Recksteiner is, his surname sounds like his dad's wrestling name. Losing the man, <laughs> Rick Steiner. All in the name, lads. I mean, um, he's, he's not the son of the genetic freak, unfortunately. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, let's face it, Uncle Scott's not going to be fucking showing up anytime in WWE. So no. Um, but yeah, like a very interesting class. Obviously, um, there's going to be different ones going to NXT, NXT Evolve, and NXT UK. But all in all, congratulations to all of them. Don't ever leave yeah. NXT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Davey if they Boy try, Smith, if they try and send you up, you run, you run fast. <laughs> yeah, interestingly, David Boy Smith Jr. If uh, he is about, if like apparently these signings are going to be getting announced on Tuesday coming up, so the twenty third of February. Uh, interestingly, if David Boy Smith Jr. is going to be getting announced on Tuesday, his last match on the Indies will be against John Moxley. Ooh, oh, no Sports, which is at Bloodsport tonight. Yeah. Fuck it out. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I'm definitely going to try and check out. Nice. You got any more NXT? I've got to a legit murder again. <laughs> uh, I've got one last piece. Uh, big tasty. I hope your blood test pressure's gone down a bit because it's my. Sorry, it's, my... I've, I've, it's okay. I've already, I've already seen this. I've already, I've already froze. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fightful Select reporting that um, two-time runners-up to the Dusty Classic, the grizzled young veterans. Um, were actually penciled in to win the 2020 Dusty Classic. They wanted to bring them from NXT UK to NXT with an what? absolute bang. Um, unfortunately for them, the bro tag team, the bros, we wait, uh, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle got really over and 
it was changed accordingly. But imagine how things could have been different. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, the Russian veterans are still soon to be recognised. This is the next team. I think, I think they'll probably win it next year. They can't put it off next year. No, no. no. Just don't sign any new tag teams, WWE. Fucks. Or do, but still have the grizzled young vets going over. I mean, if you look at the teams they beat last year as well, like none of them were any slouches. Like they beat, um, I think they beat Imperium. They beat beat the Unspeed era. They beat Time Splitters, mate. Yeah. They brought Alex Shelley. They brought Alex Shelley. They brought in to do the JOB. JOB. (laughs) To do the JOB. To a guy who idolizes him and Zach Gibson. (laughs) To To a hard enough from a goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll take yeah, you to McGill yeah. we'll, show, we'll show you where Jackie will grow up we'll, um, we'll take you to the main streets when you come to Liverpool one time I don't, I don't want to go to McGill mate we'll get you Greg's <laughs> up there it'll be fine mate I don't want to go to McGill come on <laughs> the fucking kicking donkey roughest couple of them <laughs> um, but yeah that, that's um, that's my SD news obviously like with grizzled young vets um, they're still doing fine aren't they yeah, yeah, that'll be nice. But be nice. Clearly, clearly, Triple H fucking loves them. Um, yeah, he does. So they're they're gonna be they're gonna be alright. But yeah, that that's my uh, last little bit of NXT news. Uh, what you got for us, Troy? Oh, I've got a few nuggets. I've got a few nuggets. Uh, so fans on Twitter were concerned this week um, after the kind of close of of the show uh, when. Carlo Riley was taken away on a stretcher, uh, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, he's, he's having a fit, having a seizure." Um, Someone course- apparently uploaded a video, didn't they? Of yeah, of him, like having a sort of fit on the ground. But it yeah. was it wasn't even a video; it was a picture, and they said Kyle Riley's having a seizure, and it's, it's just a idiot. still. <laughs> uh, but according to Fox's Ryan Satin reports, uh, that it was actually a work, and O'Reilly was just selling the attack from Adam Cole um, that closed out the show. And Saturn, Saturn's pretty well connected, isn't he? So, like, if he's... he's basically on WWE's payroll at this yeah. point, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's all right. Don't worry, people. Kyle's all right. Yeah. We we uh, we touched on this with the NXT um, review as well, just because obviously there was a lot of like backlash towards WWE over this that, that because people thought they were doing a seizure angle. Um, not at, at no point did they mention that Kyle O'Reilly was having a seizure. No, people um, just, this is this is entirely a fabrication of, of yeah. the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, this just... is this is some fan getting getting a, a little bit overexcited, putting something on Twitter and the internet exploding over it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kyle O'Reilly is fine. He tweeted about it. He said, "I'm fine. Thanks for everyone's well wishes." Um, they've WWE have said it. It was literally it's just a storyline. Um, mm. They brought. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing as well that people were kind of getting concerned about was Triple H came out. Obviously, yeah. he never does on stuff like that. And even that, they were like, they just did that for like the effect. Just added of the added fact. a bit more weight to it. Come on now, play the game, people. Kyle O'Reilly just got brain busted on the, spe- the steel steps. I mean, it's they, they could be forgiven for having like having a bit of fucking drama for that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Speaking of Triple H. On his post-takeover media call, he said that the NXT Women's title match at Vengeance Day had more time allotted to it uh, than was used, but because a few things didn't go to plan, like the table spot collapsing, um, they basically had to improvise, so it didn't go as long. Um, We got the feeling when that happened, as soon as that table went and everything was kind of a bit of a rush to get to the finish. Yeah, the the Um, wheels kind of came off after that point, didn't it? Yeah, Um, it's it's a shame because... 
up until that point, it was really good, but then it ended very quickly. And I think you touched on it as well, Jay, when we were talking about it um, in the review afterwards, that they kind of, they were given 20 minutes to just go out there and do what they wanted. So the time was there, but obviously that, yeah. that derailed things, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, they, they went 12 in the end, which was uh, mm. significantly under what they had. Yeah. It's disappointing, yeah. like I say, because it, it was a good match up until that point. And although we kind of... Raised... It was it was a good match, full stop, just on a card where everything else was mustard. It kind of stuck out of it, didn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. It, it, was a, it was a good match, but it would have been a good match for like an episode of NXT, not a takeover. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, on the Wrestling Observer uh, radio, Dave Meltzer said that NXT stars, aside from Finn Balor and likely Adam Cole, um, are making within the range of one hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars per year. New signees starting at fifty to sixty k. That's nothing to turn your nose up at. I mean, no, that's uh, that's walking around money, isn't it? That's yeah. You're right. Con- considering um, considering the room of the month for NXT like UK signees or NXT signees a couple of years ago, I remember the big one being Zach, Zach Sabre Junior. They offered them like twenty k a year. Christ! And he just went, I I earned that in like two months in New Japan. I love how Vince has probably just got this like thing in his head that he's the only rich person in wrestling. Yeah, and also, you know, for the fact that WWE would have booked Zack Sabre Jr. as like fucking what they're doing with Chad Gable right now, like have him look good for a bit and then just like comedy gimmick him, change his name, skinny Z. I mean, when you've got, I, I don't know what AEW haven't released any any sort of figures about what they pay the talent, but obviously, you've got um Tony Khan cutting promos about being you know a big money spender with a who offers great guarantees, good guaranteed salary. Um, yeah. It's, it's 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 nice to see that you know people people can get paid, which is you know wrestling's not a long career, and it's it's good for people to exactly yeah to, to get in, get what you can, and get out. Yeah, exactly. Um, sticking with some more news from Meltzer, uh, the advertised match on NXT between Karrion Cross and Santos Escobar couldn't happen this week, apparently due to a medical reason, which is a shame. I mean, whenever you, whenever you see, whenever, in, in this day and age, whenever you see undisclosed medical reason, you're thinking COVID, aren't you? You do, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, this is you not are, but then I don't know whether that would be the case because obviously, then again, I suppose they could because they had they had the Escobar film as bit actually at like the performance center. Yeah, I mean, I don't think maybe someone just needed to twice like because they come into contact with someone or you know, but, or yeah, maybe they, maybe then, like I can't think what what sort of medical injury they could have that would be cleared a week down the line. Mm. But then the, the way the way he filmed it was on his phone in his car. He got out of his car and then he got back in his car very quickly. So obviously, like that, they could have done that in a way that he maybe maybe tested positive and then he just went oh, got in my car. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully that happens um, soon because I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, didn't they announce it for next week? They they yeah. said if it doesn't happen next week, that Escobar is going to get his air title stripped off him. Oh. Yeah. So, I imagine it's probably going to happen. And then Cross week. said that he's either going to batter him for his title, or he's going to wait until the title strip, and he's going to batter him anyway. Just going to batter yeah. him. Yeah. There's no way Cross is weighing in at two hundred five. TikTok, mate. <laughs> TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> going to be a murder. Um, a little bit of comedy news here. So, uh, <laughs> heel by nature has reported that WWE 
actually trademarked the name L.A. Knight, spelling N-I-G-H-T, even though Eli Drake's new name in a promotion is L.A. Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T. You fucking idiots. Doesn't matter how much money you got. Right, you I'm, off, I'm, off, I'm off to the trademark office. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. You'll get it. I'm going to change my name by Depot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you'll, get a, you'll get a shit ton of money to fucking buy that off you. <laughs> Sell it back to Uncle Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? How'd you get that wrong? Come on now. Moving on. Last little bit from me. I say last little bit. Big bit. Fucking massive bit. Biggest news of the week. And thanks, Jay, for dropping it into my section because I'd just forgotten to put it in. But I'd left, I'd left it out of me a uh, big one about something else. Yeah. You, you were talking about signings earlier on. You were talking about... I think this one deserves its own its own it point anyway. It does, doesn't it? Because bloody hell. So Coventry's very own, and for those that are listening that don't know, I live in Coventry, and this is fucking awesome news. Millie McKenzie has signed with NXT UK. Fucking joyous. For those that don't know her, uh, she was trained by Pete Dunne. She tagged with Pete Dunne for... Uh, a while actually, uh, which was that's the tag team name was one of the best tag team names ever. Yeah, the Bruiser Mates. <laughs> it's also this is also interestingly helping tip the scales. I feel like it's a bit of a power struggle in next UK between like the Midlands and Scotland. It feels that like, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So it any does. this yeah. is the reinf- reinforcements for Team Midlands is, uh, is, is yeah. quite nice. <laughs> they've lost Pete Dunne. They've brought in like Millie McKenzie, which is essentially female pink Pete Dunne. Yeah. If you don't know, just Google pictures of them. It's fucking hilarious. Millie McKenzie, happiest person alive in the photos, and, and Pete Dunn looking like he'd rather be anywhere else. Um, Pete Dunn looking like you'd imagine Pete Dunn would look. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> interesting to note that apparently there had been interest with, with within WWE towards Millie McKenzie for some time. However, um, she competed in the. Well, um... She was in the NXT, in the UK, NXT UK Women's Championship Tournament yeah, a yeah. few years back. Uh, interestingly, last year, uh, Mackenzie accused Travis Banks of um, being abusive towards her while they were in a relationship um, and during the Speaking Out movement. Obviously, st- subsequently to be fired Travis Banks as a result of these allegations. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's pretty pretty safe to assume that the reason she wouldn't sign with WWE pre- prior to this point was because of Travis Banks' presence within the company. Makes so sense. Banks is out, Millie's in, life is good, the universe has corrected itself, fuck Travis Banks, get him in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those that aren't familiar with her background, um, she wrestled at the age, started at the age of 15, full force wrestling. Um, she's also wrestled for Fight Club Pro, Progress, Defiant, uh, she wrestled in Japan for Japan's Sendai yeah, she, Girls. She won, a, she won her like, first singles championship when she was 16 or something stupid, yeah. didn't she? It's, uh, she's, she's, she's crazy talented. Mental. She's only 20 years old. Mm. Um, she's also wrestled for Chikara as well uh, and is a former one-time Defiant Women's Champion, former one-time Fight Forever Wrestling Women's World Champion, uh, Kamikaze Pro Tag Team Champion, and Sendai Girls Junior Champion. So a fucking awesome, awesome signing. For NXT UK, have we, uh, have we, have I seen her at um, TNTJ? I feel like I have. Uh, she's probably been there at some point. Yeah, I can't think of her. I've seen her. Um, I've I've seen her at an indie show. Um, didn't she, didn't she wrestle? Gen- wrestle? Didn't she wrestle Lizzie Evo at one point? Probably. 
and that sounds like a match that would have happened. Um, yeah, she's immensely talented, though. One of the best German suplexes I've ever seen. Um, and she does a lot of them. Um, yeah, she, she's excellent. She's well-deserved, well-deserved. Uh, apparently, they're saying that she's going to be getting put near the top of the women's division, which means we're right. probably... so. Probably going to be getting Millie McKenzie versus Mako Satamora sooner rather than later, which, yes. oh, you bastard. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> Can't wait vein. for that. Uh, so that is my last little bit of NXT news. Lovely. Do you want to move um, on to some AEW? Yes. So uh, we were talking about um, this on, I believe it was two weeks ago on Dynamite when. Sammy Guevara left the inner circle and uh, he said, I, I need to get away from this place for a little bit. Big Tasty made an audacious claim that Sammy Guevara would show up in Impact Wrestling and it turned wow. out, and me and Aaron went, nah, we can't see that. It turned out that Big Tasty was right. Um, so well, apologies it, to Big it, Tasty. It, to an extent. To an extent. Um, Sammy Guevara was meant to actually show up in uh, Impact, I believe, on the pay-per-view. Um, no no surrender. And then, no and then obviously, he was going to do a bit more on uh, the like weekly TV show. That didn't happen uh, due to a clash of creative interests. Um, apparently, the idea that Sammy had, which I've got, was I've, that... I've, I've got some, some bits about this, if you'd like. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently Sammy's I Sammy had an idea and Impact weren't too enthused about it. Um, <laughs> is that what you've got, Ben? You can understand. I've got, I've, I've got some. I've got some specifics about about what went on. Yeah, so I've got If you like me to fly in here, so um, if you all want to jump apparently in, apparently it all sort of stems from the matches that they wanted to have them in. Uh, so it's 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 it first important to note that Sammy was booked was was pitched Impact pitched for Sammy to win three matches. Yeah, on Impact, like he was going over. Regardless, um, however, they wanted him in tag matches. Um, so, and Sammy wanted to be in a singles match. So, the, the the actual match that was mooted for this week, I believe, was a six-man tag match where Sammy would team with Chris Bay and Ace Austin against the team of Josh Alexander, Trey Miguel, and Willie Mack. Yeah, and I that would have loved that would have been, <laughs> that, would have been awesome. that would have been lovely. Yeah. Um, however, Sammy pitched the idea of him winning the exhibition title and bringing it back to AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of so. This was, I think, I think the the, the blame falls a little bit on Sammy here because the, the rumor is that he wanted to like not lose it and have to end up relinquishing it. Yeah, I can understand which, why that didn't go down well. Which is him. a bit, yeah. You don't walk into someone else's house and be like, "What well, do I just take your belt and don't drop it?" Um, yeah, there was kind of conflict, conflicting claims on that. So, like, one was that he wanted to just win it and not not defend it and not lose it. But then another I've heard was that he wanted to win it and do a tournament and then he would lose it on a pay-per-view. Hmm. Um, now, this is quite obviously, this, the reason I can understand the um, Impact's hesitancy here because A, you know what Impact's historically like about having the champions, the belts be on people who want contract to the company. Yeah. <laughs> They've not got a great history there. And B, uh, the X Division is arguably their most um, prestigious title at this point in terms of its history, in terms of the lineage of the people who've held it. Um, so, yeah, it, there's a reason why they probably wouldn't allow it to happen. It's important to know, Jay, that at the end of the Dynamite, um, 
thinking when we were actually talking about Sammy, I actually pitched for Sammy to come back with the with the Impact Wrestling Exhibition Championship. Did I not? You did as well, yeah. <laughs> you 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 very not, much like nailed this on, and me and Aaron were like very. I'm not, I'm not, say, I'm not saying that I have the inside track on how Sammy Guevara wants we, to be booked, but I mean, talk about Impact a lot. Are you sure you're not on the payroll? I mean, um, they, they, they wouldn't even do that. They can afford to pay me if they wanted to. Uh-huh. Nah. Um, yeah, apparently, um, it, it sounds like there was like a, they'd agreed on something, then Sammy disagreed, and then they did actually agree on this as well for a moment. Um, Jericho had a conversation with Don Callis. Apparently, there was a little bit of heat on Jericho about this as well because Jericho yeah. kind of did um, a bit so- of a power play in regards to. Um, so I've, got, I've, got, I've got here that um, apparently the, the Wrestling Observatory, Daddy Dave, has reported that Impact officials were really mad initially when the angle broke down because it had been agreed verbally um, that Sammy would do this. He travelled to Nashville for the tapings, um, yeah, and then it fell apart. And it, it, he actually came down on Jericho and Callus weirdly because um, they were sort of the architects of the angle and they, they couldn't get it across the finish line. So, to yeah. instance, uh, it's, worth, it's worth noting, however, though, that um, everything's been smoothed over between AW and Impact. There's no, there's no ill feeling remaining. However, yeah. it's unlikely that he will return to Impact anytime soon because I think he might have yeah. been there. There's also no heat on Sammy um, and anything that they did have planned for him over the next couple of weeks. It appears that he's been replaced by Black Taurus, which, yeah. weirdly, that came out before anything else. Um, and Obviously, Black Taurus was um, like the the new member of the Decay. Yeah. Which so it would be very weird if we saw Sammy Guevara show up in the Decay because he there's one thing that he doesn't fit in it's the fucking Decay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's important to note that there's no like Tony Khan has quashed any rumor that there's heat within AEW on Sammy. Um, I think the only, the, the, the I think the only damage relationship here is probably between Sammy and Impact. I don't think we'll be seeing him. Crossing into that yeah, but even then, it sounds like a bit of a storm in a teacup, and it, it it sounds like maybe Jericho was like trying to push for bigger things for Sammy and it was a bit of a tug of war back and forth on sort of what they wanted to happen, and it just sort of didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I I, I wouldn't have, I certainly wouldn't have been against Sammy winning the uh, X Division title, but obviously they would like I would have liked to have seen him defended against like some of the cool guys they've got in the X Division that. You yeah. know he'd have good matches with, um, and it would have. I mean, it would have been a bit of a from like win and not defend it. it. Would have been a bit of a slap in the face to the guys like Chris Bay, Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, Willie Matt. You know the guys who have been propping that division up for the past twelve months or so. Yeah, um, well, yeah, it's is what it is. Um, I suppose it's not happened for a reason. Um, obviously, and. Hopefully, we'll it's get a shame because it would have some cool matches like that tag match would have been really interesting to watch. And I would like to have seen Sammy, you know, go go ham in the X Division, which would have been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, Sammy Guevara, Chris Bay would be mental. That would have been an insane match, as would Sammy Guevara and Willie Mack. Which oh, yeah. did that happen in a Lucha Underground? Um, not to my knowledge, not in the episodes but, I saw. Sa- Sammy like shown up in, under- in Lucha Underground, like right at the end, didn't he? Um, yeah. Anyway, Jay, enough of the bad news about what's not happening in terms of oh, crossover. Can you, tell, can, you, can you can you tell me about a future potential crossover that's going to set my pulse racing? Can um, Dave Meltzer has claimed that the god of wrestling himself, the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada, will be appearing in AEW 
as part of the AW New Japan working relationship. Fuck uh, yes. Carl Anderson then added fuel to the fire and said, uh, and impact. So he's got his Akedo costume in his suitcase just in case. If if Akada shows up as a Kato, um I think that might just like completely and utterly sever the relationship. Is <laughs> that the gift they gave him when he was had his first run in Impact? Yeah, yeah, where the Adam well, basically they, they had him in they had him, Kato and managed well, Samojo. So if you want a brief, if you want a very very brief history of Akada in um, Impact, he he rocked up. He was literally generic Japanese guy for a bit. They stuck him in a tag team with another Japanese guy with Kiyoshi. Uh, they, he he won zero matches, and then he ended up as a Kato. So obviously, um, I can't remember who was booking at the time. Was it John Gabrick? Whoever was booking, it was it Brother Love? It was someone. Whoever was booking at the time, probably um, Brother Love. Whoever was, whoever, whoever was booking at the time I had a few brewskis while I was watching the Green Hornet and was like, "That, <laughs> that's what we that. need." So um, definitely Brother Love then. <laughs> so they entered into a um, they entered into an angle where I believe Joe. Was working. Joe hired him basically as like his manservant, right? To follow D'Angelo De Niro around and take photos of him while he was like claiming to be doing like charitable work, but it was actually furthering his own interests. So he was like going to an animal shelter to get puppies for orphans, but he was actually getting pitbulls to start a dog fighting ring and stuff like that. (laughs) It was was mad. Um, yeah, it was fucking. I'm not saying this makes any sense. And it it ended with um Joe beating shit out of Okada in the middle of the ring. Um, however, and so Okada went back to Japan um, having not been utilised very well, and apparently New Japan really mad at the, the, the current TNA regime at the time. However, Okada himself said that he found the experience to be very beneficial, as he learned that he needed to have more than just in-ring skill to make himself this way in wrestling. And He needed a character, he needed like a you know a story. And I mean... It was, it was from his time in Impact that he developed the Rainmaker persona. I was going to say, Okada literally left that and then came back to New Japan as the Rainmaker and was like the champion within a month. So it didn't go well for him in TNA, but the experience helped mould him into the wrestler he is now, which is is quite cool. But either way, um, a a card there showing up in AEW would be fucking mental. That would be insane. Just just hear the coin, just like flicking. <laughs> and then you're just, you're just hearing the, little, the initial guitar. I would lose my fucking mind. That, a car does music's like one of the only ones where it doesn't matter. Even if I know he's coming, I hear it. I'm like, oh yeah, he's here. <laughs> um, I was ready to see him drop kick everybody. Um, that's, not, that's not enough, Jay. I want more. I want you to talk about more potential crossovers. I want, I want, so, I want, I want you to tell me about someone who I might consider the cutest in the world. Someone, <laughs> brilliant segue. Um, so obviously we we were talking about the um, the Josie side of the AW Women's Eliminated Tournament this week on a podcast. You can check out also where you're getting this podcast. Um, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna be going into the that side of things because it's pretty cool. The the um, argue the inarguable internet favorite of that bracket. Yeah, the the person that everybody wanted to see win the tournament and. Probably say the breakout star of the tournament of that side of the tournament as well. Maki Ito has been speaking to Fightful Select um, and said that she is open to working more with AEW in the future, specifically the Dark Order for a fee. Um, Just give me, give me, and, give me the link. I'll, I'll put my credit card details right in right and, now. And then she, <laughs> but then she's she sent um, she's been like tweeting back and forth with John Silver. Calling him a simp. Um, <laughs> so, so, in case you're not aware, like part of Maki Ito's gimmick in Japan is, or on, online anyway, is that she is like this sort of like 
um, immoral like internet personality where she like she, for example on her birthday she asked for like people's credit card information yeah, yeah as, a, as, a, as, as a birthday present you know? i've seen some of her tweets she comes across as a bit of a wrong and <laughs> yeah she is, she is she is she's wonderfully twisted she, um, i think it's the lot, best way to do a lot of back and forth with lance archer as well yeah yeah erin may the better good friends uh, I, guess, I mean I, 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 we said this on the money on the money podcast but just fucking get her on bta that's all i need she she's so entertaining and like that that was even without like speaking like obviously like she speaks a bit of English, but there's a there's still a bit of a language barrier there. I, I want um, like I want her and John Silver setting up like a fake company to sell what is apparently her bathwater, but it's really like um Alex Reynolds's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could totally happen. Um yeah, like like she she's just she's just insane, but in a good way. Um got a got a break in DDT Pro, which is it, it would explain everything really. To, put, to, put, to, 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 to sum it up really quickly for you, Troy, um, part of her character is she was in a Japanese idol group, which is like a sort of manufactured pop group for young yeah, um, yeah, yeah. girls and boys. Yeah. She was allegedly fired from the idol group. She might have aged out. I don't know. Sometimes people just get older and they get let go. Um, she I, think, she, I think they fired her because she wanted to pursue wrestling and they wanted to pursue the in, group. In kayfabe, they fired her because her forehead was too big. What? So yeah. she got, she borrowed money. Eight, she borrowed eight thousand dollars to have cosmetic surgery on her forehead to make it prettier. Fuck. Which, hell. which in which in kayfabe resulted in her developing a unbreakable killer forehead. So now her head, one of her signature moves is a headbutt. She's got like a Samoan forehead. Yeah, she's got yeah. like she's got like a genetically enhanced forehead, basically. <laughs> but like, to be fair, everyone fucking goes along with it. Like she headbutted an opponent, and her opponent was like sound like she broke her arm. Yeah, Reeves an army who was hard as fuck headbutted her and nearly knocked herself out. Yeah, um, yeah. She she's just she's she's a very unique character. Um, she also she went after Jim Cornette, so she's all right in my book. Oh yeah, um, it's fine. Jim Cornette tried to track her on a on on a Twitter, and she just went out went after him and sent her a picture of her covered in chocolate and saying she was the god of piss and shit. Um, and that was her response to Jim Cornette saying that she's like a weird fascist wrestler um, and making some like derogatory slight well I say slightly very racist remarks about uh, the Japanese women's wrestlers Um, and Maki Ito went all guns blazing and I was like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah Uh, she she also oh that was the other thing um, actually Excalibur said on commentary she got kicked out of the band because she swore too much yeah, <laughs> um, which is it's just great. I I want to see Aaron Danhausen as well. That that would be like the yeah. dream match. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully we get to see more Makito in AW. Kenny Omega was hyping up that she was coming. Uh, Kenny Omega um, very specifically tweeted uh, after the matches on Tuesday that um, he said congratulations to all the winners who advanced, and he said and of the losers, it's not going to be the last time we see them. Nice. So. I mean, you're talking like we we were, we were very high on, particularly Mahito and Benny as well, who was excellent. Um, yeah, yeah, there was some there's some there's some fantastic talent in, in in that tournament, and it'd be great to see them one day when when they can make their way over to. to I mean, Mahito has been like desperate to get to the US to to, to wrestle in America. So mm. if this is a way mm. for to do that, then then happy days. Absolutely. Um, and that that was my last little bit for AW. Uh, what have you got for us, Ben? Yeah, I think Troy's got. Troy. A, sing, a singular piece first before I... Uh, yeah. 
that's all right. Uh, Tony Skirvone was asked recently um, about Tessa Blanchard and her the possibility of her signing with AEW. And he responded with, I don't think it's happening, at least not anytime soon. She seems to be just stuck in this kind of limbo at the moment, because I know there were some really strong rumours around the Rumble that she was going to sign with WWE. I think, didn't a few of us put her in as maybe a surprise entrant, I think, for the Rumble? Head and, head and tire Valkyrie with two, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, still no idea what was going on with her. <clears> she seems to not have been about for quite a while now. Um I think though she's like a lightning rod for controversy, isn't she? Mm. Like that's the problem. Like, I mean, it's it's interesting, like because obviously you'd have expected her to have landed somewhere by now. I mean, in in Tessa's defense, she literally got married like last year in August, and she's allegedly just been enjoying married life in Mexico with her husband. Um, her husband's a Mexican wrestler called Draga. Uh, Draga, sorry. Um, yeah, so it's but it's it's one of these. So on the one hand, it's like, well, why why is she not landed anywhere yet? Why is why they not picked her up? Why have you not? So you you've got multiple things. On the one hand, you've got the controversies. Obviously, she allegedly racially abused um, a female wrestler, uh, and that's been brought by multiple people. Um, so on the one hand, you think, well, maybe WWE don't care about that because they've signed people with controversy hanging over them before. Mm. So you think that wouldn't be a stumbling block to them. Um, and then you've obviously got the. The, the, the Blanchard connection like her dad is legitimately working for AEW <laughs> yeah, yeah. and if you know if, if you'd have thought if, if, if there were any sort of concerns about her personality you think maybe having her on the same roster as her father would sort of curb those makes sense yeah yeah the, 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 those sort of tendencies um, so yeah, it's, it's, weird, it's weird it's weird that she's not Paul, um, spoke about that as well saying like that would be the best place for her because obviously her dad's there and a dad, uh, Tully Blanchard, I believe he's like a pastor or something like that, isn't he? Yeah, uh, I mean, and I know, I know she's done. You know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm absolutely not um, condoning bullying or any form of racism. It's, it's horrendous and should, you know, you yeah. should obviously be taken <clears throat> seriously. But you know, it doesn't mean she doesn't deserve to ever no. <laughs> wrestle anywhere ever again. No. If she, if she truly is willing to, to sort of work on herself and. And well, you know, we, make amends. And... We were saying the same thing the other week about Lars Sullivan when he said, you know, I'm not yeah. done with wrestling. And, you know, despite us kind of like throwing a few barbs and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and whatnot over the last few months, um, he's someone that's actively gone out of his way to try and right some of those wrongs or kind of re educate himself, apologize to the right people and stuff like that. So, yeah. yes, you may have done X, Y, and Z in your past. No, there's absolutely no condoning it. But, Kind of realizing that and trying to make yourself a better person as a result goes a long way. There's a tendency on the internet to sort of drill down to people's like past lives and, and expose any sort of um like, and, yeah. and then sort of hold them to it to, to account for, for some yeah. time. Which yeah, yeah. you know, I, I certainly wouldn't like someone to do that to me. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> uh, you have to just I mean I, I, again you can't condone these things like you said, Troy, but you can only judge people by the, the actions they make in the in the in the moment and in exactly. the current moment. And exactly. if, if she, I don't know if I don't I don't know enough about Tessa to know if she if she even admitted to these things or if, if you know if she has any remorse or but you know if I'm not I'm not gonna say like Oh, if she signs for AEW, I'm not going to watch AEW. You know, not at all. No, if she, you, um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully she does. You know, mm-hmm. land somewhere because she's a talented wrestler, and Absolutely. the wrestling world is poorer for her not being in the ring. Um, yeah. And if she can get herself, you know, in the right place, it's been on a personal level, and mm-hmm. you know, however, whatever. She, I hope she, I hope she finds herself in the place that's best for her, and yeah. everyone yeah. will benefit basically. Because absolutely, mm. sweet. What more AEW bits and pieces have you got, fellas? Oh, we've got AEW. 
step into my office, baby. Um, so a lot of a lot of my stuff I had was about the Sammy Guevara stuff, which we've talked about. Uh, a little bit of bit of, bit of AW adjacent news, I'll say. Um, that Tony Khan has been promoted by the Jacksonville Jaguars to Chief Football Strategy Officer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, a little bit more spend the money for him to slosh around for uh, big bonuses, <laughs> top guarantees. He was previously the um, Executive Vice President of Football Administration and Technology. So he's, he's so he now answers only to his father in the Jacksonville Jaguars organization and the general manager and answers to him. It's interesting to note that this season the Jaguars finished uh, with a league worst record of one and fifteen. Christ in hell. It did not go well for them. And they <laughs> actually they hell. actually they actually fired the general manager halfway through the season. Wow. So obviously you'd expect them to be a bit of a shake up within the organization yeah, yeah, this yeah. offseason. Um, you know, maybe retool how they do things. Uh, yeah, they were actually quite fancied. They actually got to the um, championship game a few years back um, mm. with Blake Bortles as a quarterback, and then they upgraded to a better quarterback, and the whole team fell apart around him, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting to note that, um, yeah, Tony Khan is still very much involved with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He also does um, something very similar. He does like a stats technology based um, job for Fulham as well. Oh, yeah. like Aaron's role for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's all um it's 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 like um player tracking and and sort of mm. you know um it, like it's it's the it's the, the money ball side of of um of, of football yeah yeah that's sweet yeah congrats so congrats, congrats, yeah congrats to tony um <laughs> obviously he must he must have a fucking hectic life he works he, he runs a they, wrestling company he's they now must, like ripped the shit out of him though and like the footy and american football thing about yeah. calling himself the forbidden door <laughs> he was ripped the back out of Tony for that. <laughs> he, must, he must never sleep. Like, nah. I mean, Vince doesn't, and that that worked out fine, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a last one for a dub. I have um, on the latest episode of the Grilling Jr. podcast. Good old Jim Ross claimed that he expected AEW to at some point introduce six-man tag team titles. Or six man tag titles, or three three man teams, like trios titles, basically, if you will. Nice. Uh, he, however, did caution and added that they were a kiss of death in WCW because they were never sort of booked properly or explained. They just sort of appeared and like, there was no like focus on them. And he said, obviously, they had to be booked better in AW, but then he did point out that AW has a very strong tag division and it would be a lot easier to sort of turn some of those teams into trios. Well, so. AW already acknowledged trios' victories on their stats anyway, don't they? So it wouldn't be yeah. anything new. Yeah. Kenny Omega did allude to it as well last year, hmm. um, where he said he basically said, "Oh yeah, we'll absolutely be having a trios title. Uh, we just need something else to come first. Just do it. Um, so fucking Death Triangle can win it and hold it forever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or Jurassic Express. I'll be okay with them as well. Um, <laughs> or any iteration of the Dark Order. Yeah. yeah. Preferably, preferably Colt Silver and Reynolds. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's he." He alluded to it on the Jericho cruise. He said there was going to be a tournament on the next, like the one that was happening next year, which was obviously meant to be happening last month. Which yeah, meant, which is meant to have just happened, but for, for obvious <laughs> reasons, it didn't. Yeah, um, I mean, it, that's that's one cool thing about AEW's like tag slash trios division is even like tag teams they don't really use. They've got them aligned with people that they can just use them as a trio if yeah. need be, um, which. Works very nicely. Um, yeah. Oh, oh and on one that. last, one last very small point, um, which I actually have written down, but it's it's a very minor thing. Um, apparently, thanks to 
people at AEW, um, Fuego Del Sol has now been able to use the Twitter handle at Fuego Del Sol. Nice. So, and Cody in Cody in suit Cody um, persona responded, "Who gives a fuck?" Yeah, I saw if you're that. wondering on Sammy's vlog, there are two different types of Cody. There's Suit Cody and T-shirt Cody. T-shirt Cody's really cool, and Suit Cody hates Wigan as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, right, can we uh, crack through our rest of the world stuff? Best of the world. Best of the world, did you say? Uh, okay, <laughs> so first of all, um, some concerning news, but it, it seems to clear up. But uh, Conan has been hospitalised and uh, he's tested positive for COVID nineteen. Uh, he's had problems with his kidneys for years, um, like the last decade. Uh, his friend, close friend Hugo Savinovich, obviously part of the Spanish announced team in WWE, yeah. uh, at one point, and he's he's now like the lead commentator of AAA. Uh, Blade the during Triple Mania when he got hit with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got hit in the leg with a guitar and he played. That was the best thing ever. <laughs> um, but he, he anyway, he said that Conan's out of danger um, and. I believe he returned home from hospital. Yeah, today. Dave, Dave, Dave Meltzer reported last night that he'd been released from hospital. So that's yeah. good. Get well soon, Conan. You yeah. fucking legend. You, look, wrestling world ain't done with you yet, mate. We need, uh, we need a bit more. We, we need more of him selling weed to the inner circle. <laughs> um, and last little rest, rest of the world news, Biff me. I know Big Tasty's got loads uh, to get through. Uh, Progress Wrestling are returning this weekend at time recording tonight, whoop, whoop. 8 p.m. GMT. They are bringing, um, they, well, they've got their events. Chapter 104, Natural Progression, bringing back the Natural Progression series. Um, I believe it's the sixth one, where essentially they have people, I don't know if, how this is working this time because they didn't go too much into it, but usually they'll have someone on the roster kind of, nominate someone they think is like a prospect to enter this tournament and then they usually get like a tag title shot with their prospect um Sweet. like the winner uh, so the com- competitors are i'm not too familiar with all of these but i've heard of one or two danny black warren banks big guns joe kid like us two elijah man like the reese yes man like the reese luke jacobs and Ethan Allen. Uh, I've heard of yeah. a few of them. Not, oh, Big Guns Joe and Kid Like Us 2 have appeared for our local promotion. Uh, I was going to say, I, I, knew, I know them from TNT. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. That'd be cool. Where can well, we watch that? On the WWE Network tonight at from 8 p.m. Yeah. Uh, also, the main Millie McKenzie's defending, uh, I think she's defending the Progress Women's title. I'm nice. pretty sure she's the champion. Um, I can't remember who she's wrestling, though. And Karen Noir is defending the Progress World title oh, against yeah. um, the driller, Dan Maloney. Oh, yeah. Uh, which should be a pretty good match. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Nice. Good, awesome. good to see uh, Karen Noir back as well. Fucking yeah, man. Technically friend of the podcast. I mean, went to uni with him. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> um, what have you got for us in the old... Rest got, a, of the world. Got, got a bit of a mixed bag, a smorgasbord, if you will. Uh, so we'll start with uh, it's a bit of impact news. We'll start with Heath, formerly Slater, um, has announced that he will undergo surgery on the first of March. Uh, he posted a video on Twitter stating the extent of his injuries. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I hope you're not eating anything. He has hernias on both sides of his pubic bone. Christ! Rips on both sides of his abdomen wall, and his abductor muscle is torn completely off the bone. Fucking hell. Fuck. 
Yeah, uh, he's if you, for people who've not been following along, he has been out of action since Bound for Glory when he suffered an injury at the end of the Battle Royal. That, that was like October, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Um, he said that the long wait, the reason he's taking so long to get surgery is because he's been trying to find a doctor who's willing to do all of these procedures in one go. Wow. So you know, yeah, I, I, but I, sound, I think some of these injuries sound a bit more historic. Um, I don't think these are all injuries he sustained in the Battle Royal. All at once. I in one I think, was, I think it was just give Dr. Terry on the Battle Royal, wasn't it? Or, yeah. Bloody hell. The hernia, he had. the hernia. I know he got one of them. So it's, it sounds like this. he's been banned up for a bit and he wants to sort of take time out, which is fair play. Take time out, get himself right, get himself sorted. Uh, we wish Heath all the best for successful oh, yeah. surgery and a fast recovery. Um, we can't wait to see him back in impact. They're going to rebuild him. He's going to come back like a meat castle, like Drew. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to do, he's going to complete the trifecta of three man, three man band. The three man band coming back jacked as fuck into the world title. Um, Jinder's right. off at the moment having some knee surgery in like Columbia or something. Oh, right. I thought, he, yeah. I thought he's, he came back for the Indian show, didn't he? He did, but at the moment he's having knee surgery. I, I follow him on Instagram. Oh, I'm sure right. he's somewhere in South America having some, uh, some knee stuff, like some experimental he's surgery. Gone to, like gone to Columbia. I think it is. Speaking of, um, speaking of coming back to win titles, so this week on Impact, we had the debut, the, the, the impact debut of Finn Juice, that is the team of um, Finley's son, I believe, and Juice Robinson. Um, they beat Reno Scum, a massive victory, obviously, um, in, the, in, in their history. And post-match, they got into an angle with the Good Brothers. Um, so the Good Brothers sort of mocked them a bit, claiming that they were young lions back when carrying their bags, back when the Good Brothers were tearing up in the Butter Club. Um, so good to see it's kind of cool to see a bit of New Japan history being used yeah, on the, the sort yeah, of yeah. so this is like this that. is a sign of like a deepening sort of relationship between these two companies which is quite nice yeah, for sure um, yeah and it's just nice going forward I think we're going to get they haven't announced the matches for No Surrender not No Surrender what's the next one um, uh, Sacrifice Sacrifice yeah uh, yeah the, the numbers God is asking you at Sacrifice yeah <laughs> Um, right, so <laughs> <laughs> the numbers don't lie, and this other disaster if you would sacrifice. Uh, speaking of numbers lying, um, New Japan has had to cancel a throw to Castle Attack event that was scheduled for the 21st of February. This is, this, so, this was on a part of like a tour, so they were doing it in a couple of different venues. There's one in Tokyo that is taking place on the 22nd, I think. Um, however, this is because of an earthquake in Fukushima, which has caused damage to the venue the event was supposed to be held at. Christ. Um, the castle attack event on the 27th and 28th of February is unaffected. That will be going ahead as normal, as will the remainder of the tour. Just this one singular date has had to be cancelled. So hopefully everything's still. It's a blessing to disguise that because Naito got injured as well. So it means he's got time to actually like, recover a bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, got a bit from Mike Bennett, who has uh, praised Ring of Honor and AEW in particular for how they've operated during the pandemic. Um, he didn't. He said he quote he didn't want to mention the companies that were doing it badly. No, um, no prizes. I guess we might talk you other. You've mentioned everyone else who was doing a good job, mate. So process of elimination. Um, and he said in particular he praised how they've handled testing and how they've looked after talent during the time of the pandemic. Fair play. Do you reckon yeah. he was the WWE talent that said when they showed up at AEW that was the first time they got tested <laughs> by any chance? And so, thing that came out this week about Mike Bennett that said he wrestled like some indie show in front of like 14 people, like traveled through blizzards and stuff to he, get there. He drove, he drove through a blizzard to get to a, this indie show. Good guy, he was that, Mike Bennett. That yeah. desperate to wrestle. Good and guy, only 14 Mike. people made that. And he was like, I'm just happy to be there. 
Yeah, he just, he just loves wrestling, doesn't he? And Fair it's, play. It's good that he's able to... He's, but he's, if you're wondering where he's at now, he's currently back in Ring of Honor, and he's, that's where he's done most of his best work in his career. So hopefully he's on the up and up yeah. now and he can, he can put on some quality matches. Yeah. Um, and oh, he's who personally had... only contracted till um, June. All right. Okay. And who had this down as a 2021 news story? Um, the great Muta might be set to defend his GHC heavyweight title in Impact Wrestling. What? So Muta won the title last weekend and then immediately signed a two-year deal with Pro Wrestling Noah. Ha. Um, and at a press conference, he revealed that he has already received an email from Impact officials inviting him to defend the belt in the US. So Muta has appeared for Impact before. Um, they had a they had a, um, a sort of working relationship with his wrestle what is now defunct Wrestle One company, uh, which ended up when the company folded about 2014. His last appearance was in 2014 at like a, a sort of best of the world tournament. Sorry. Um, so he didn't confirm whether or not this is going to actually be happening. However, he has noted that, in addition to Impact contact him, he has also received offers from other US promotions to defend the belt on their shows as well. Sweet. So, in, in, by hook or by crook, we'll be having the great Muta wrestling in the US sometime this year, I imagine. Soon, Interestingly, if we're getting Muta showing up with the NOAA Championship, and obviously New Japan are working with him, Impact. Oh. You're saying, yeah, 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 you're saying are you saying Muta, you saying Muta Kenta? Don't, don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Impact, Impact were building up a Muta Sonada match, weren't he? Yeah, and then that never happened because Sonada went back to um, New Japan. So who knows? Right. Well, because that was when Sonada was doing the Muta thing, wasn't he? he? Was doing the mist and everything, and the great Sonada. Yeah. And James Storms there. Faction where he was a cult and he pushed Mickey James in front of a train. What the f- are they called? Managed to get it in there. Yes. <laughs> what were they called? Uh, I can't remember. Because that's when he had like the the bell, wasn't it, and like the fucking noose and also he was coming out. Yeah. Hit hit Jeff Hardy in the back of the head with a ring bell, and Jeff Hardy fell to the top of the cage and landed on the steel steps. Nearly died. Jesus Christ! Different time. <laughs> Different time. Jeff Hardy, mate. Like. Just. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's it that's all I've got for, yeah. for the rest of the world I thought, I thought I'd end on on that, on that bombshell that's like, a very cool cool bit of news yeah man um, right before we go um, where can people get us on social media please Troy uh, Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast and Twitter and Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod. We now also have a new Discord server you should be able to find us uh, under Untitled Rest Pod at time of recording, it's a Saturday. We'll be doing our usual gaming antics uh, on Twitch. So you can join us from about 8.30, 9pm this evening. And we'll be doing Elimination Chamber tomorrow on Twitch and YouTube. Oh, yeah. and Facebook. We'll be doing that. Join us for that. Oh, yeah. Um, Big Tasty, where can we get our beard and beer needs fulfilled, please? Well, if you don't know by now, you should. But if you go to thatchface.com, you can use the code TROYXL85 and get 20% off their fantastic range of beard products. We're talking oils, bags, apparel, bundles, brushes, everything you need for your beard. Proceeds, um, some of the proceeds go to particular kinds of charities. It's a great cause to support. You get discounts. They get your custom Charities get money. Everybody wins. Thatchface.com. Try to let you five. Twenty percent off. Do it. Uh, and while you're on the while you're on the internet and you're bashing things into your Google bar, have a look at topperbrewing.com. Head over there. You can get some wrestling themed beers that are directly to your door. Uh, we have new beers launching on Monday, so keep an eye on the website and the socials for those. And pop an order in if you're feeling so inclined. Awesome. Lovely, jumpy. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll catch you next week.
Bye. 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 You must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.